I'm Steph Hansen, faculty at Iowa State University. And I'm Mary Janowski, faculty at the University of Nebraska. When we started our faculty positions, we quickly realized how important mentoring can be to the success of our graduate students and our programs. Using the principles of community, communication, and curiosity, we'll give you actionable tips to become a better graduate student mentor based on what we've learned during our mentoring journey. We've We've made the mistakes. So you don't have to, because mentoring matters. Hello, mentors, and welcome to this episode of the Mentoring Matters podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the all-important topic of recognition. And maybe we should call it the elusive topic of recognition. You know, in our pre-show kind of preparation, we've really talked about the fact that everyone is different, which I feel like is one of the overarching themes of this podcast, which is helping faculty recognize that what works for them does not always work for their team members. And I think we've got some great examples here that we're going to talk about today, even just about how you and I, who are both faculty members in animal science, apparently like to receive recognition in super different ways. When we were discussing how do we prefer to receive recognition, uh, it was really an interesting conversation because for me, that one-on-one recognition is extremely um, important and it's the thing that I value the most. So if somebody just comes up to me and says, hey, I really like how you did X, Y, or Z, and provides very specific uh, feedback, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And those are the things I remember. Definitely. So before we got started, I asked you a question, and maybe that's a good place to start here. What is a recognition moment that resonates with you? So for me, the recognition that resonates with me as I was thinking through what is the most meaningful, and it was actually an email from a producer, and it was about the value that I had brought to uh, their operation and they made a statement in there and they're basically like, you're a true asset to the University of Nebraska. And that was super meaningful to me, but I didn't need anybody else to know about that, to make me feel really good and to remember it. Right. So one of the things with recognition is understanding how people prefer to receive recognition. So when I was doing my strengths coach training a few weeks ago, I was paired up with an individual in South Carolina who was working for a health company. It was something totally different than my field, right? But in her role, she was talking about this survey that she gave to all of her new people that she worked with. So the first week in the job, she gave this survey and it was about getting to know you and getting to grow you which I thought was kind of a cool way to phrase it. But one of the questions on there was simply, how do you prefer to be recognized? And I was like, what do you mean? How do you prefer to be recognized? Don't you want to get a trophy and the spotlight and you like all the things, right? And then like Mary and I got to talking about it and it's no recognition, meaningful recognition looks different to every person. So have you asked the members of your team how they prefer to be recognized. So I was talking about really private recognition and the other big one is what you just said, which was public recognition. And so Steph, um, when you think about like the type of recognition you prefer to receive and what's the most meaningful to you, what does that look like? You know, I've been lucky enough to receive some university research awards and things like that. But at the end of the day, the one that actually stuck out at me 
was when I got the grant review comments back on my first independent PI grant that my postdoc and I had written together. And we were ranked number two out of 89 applications. Obviously, the comments were really positive, like that very first statement being like extremely clear and well-written, compelling. And my, we talked about strengths recently, my strengths of significance and competition, you know, wanting to make big impact sits up and takes notice when I get acknowledgements for the big impact that I can have. That's also the difference between what I would say formal and informal recognition. For me, informal recognition is just as valued as formal recognition in some ways. I actually prefer it more. So if we think about our grad students, think about how do we provide meaningful recognition to graduate students? What are the ways in which, as an advisor, we can create an environment where they receive the recognition that they need to be the best that they can be? Well, I think one of the things that we talked about initially was the fact that providing recognition for positive things that we see them doing is such a great way to help maybe counter all of the things where we're constantly saying, well, you could have written this better or you could have made this improvement, right? So like giving them lots of positives so that they can maybe realize that some of the critical or the criticisms that we give them on things to make them better aren't, you know, the only things that we, that they get from us. So one example of something that I do with my graduate students, and I really just started this a couple of years ago. And it was, again, when I was starting to think about personality types and preference types and that they're not all like me. And I started to send out a group email that would be like, congratulations to so-and-so for getting um, a final report submitted or for getting a paper accepted or for a successful defense. And it was just a way to get everybody recognition that, hey, we see that you worked hard on that paper and you got that paper out there. And then somewhat selfishly, it's also a way for me to say, hey, see how so-and-so's gotten that paper done? Where's your paper? (laughs) So I'd like to go back to the first part of that statement, which was this idea of recognition is a way to almost help boister them, help them see that they're in this learning experience. They're doing all these things that are new. They're going to make a lot of mistakes. They're going to struggle um, a lot with the developing these skills that are new to them. And so recognition is a great way to help bring them up a little bit and help them see that that they are on the right track because it's really easy with all this new stuff to get down and be like, I can't do it. And when they hear those positives and those praise, we can bring them back up. The second part of your comment was really about written praise in a group setting and that it was praising goal achievement, so to speak. And so that was one of the things that as I was thinking about what do we praise, like that's probably the natural one, right? Everybody goes to is in achieving a goal, but there are other types. Some of the things that we talk about was attitude, performance, and work ethic. And I was thinking about attitude in particular, because that was one that it's easy to see when they're positive and they're like bringing uh, energy to the group. And yet it's sometimes one of those things that we don't point out to them that that's a real positive thing that they're doing and that we want to see more of it, so to speak. Have you had experiences where 
You've had students that are bringing the positive attitude and, and you've uh, praised that. And have you seen any changes in, in how the group is doing because of it? I feel like we can always tell when we have that person in the group who brings a positive attitude, maybe not the annoyingly positive attitude, right? That person can be a bit much, but like the person who's just like, okay, yep, it's going to be a long day, but we're going to, we're going to bring it. I've had a conversation recently with a student who mentioned that when it's their day to be in charge of a long sampling day at the farm for us in animal science, they feel like it's their responsibility to bring not only all of the organization to that day, but also the positive attitude, right? They see it as everybody else is giving up part of their time to help work with them at the farm and make sure it's a successful day because we can't do the research that we do without a team. And so I really appreciate that that individual takes the responsibility on their own shoulders to bring that positive attitude and then help make sure everybody is in a good mood that day. There's others who might think about like, oh, we're going to bring hot chocolate today because it's going to be cold or we're going to organize lunch plans or something like that. So I think that that's an important thing. And that student actually describes it as the hustle. We kind of describe this hustle as you actually really care about what you're doing because you're you're moving fast, you're bringing the energy, but you're bringing accuracy and energy to everything that you're doing that day. And the hustle kind of feels like that space between performance and attitude where you're going to bring the best job that you can, but you're going to do it. And it's obvious that you like what you're doing and you're, you're there for the team. Yeah. So I think one of the key things there is to be thinking about when you see something positive, like whether it's their positive attitude, whether it's their performance or their work ethic, or they attained a goal, it's like, if you see something positive, giving them some praise either just personal verbal praise or praise in the group. I think it's very, very important because it can impact their whole frame of mind, right? Sometimes doing it in the group, as you mentioned, can be a great way to help others see that you value this thing and make them consider, I wonder what I can do to be more like that. But even just the personal praise um, helps that person recognize that you do value that and you think, how do I do this more, right? So they start thinking about, okay, how do I make sure I bring this to everything that I do or these interactions? So I think it's a great way to up everybody's game and just make it much more enjoyable. I mean, how many times have you been in, in a meeting or in a, a team and somebody praises you and it's just like, you're much happier to go work with that group again, just because you got that little bit of positive reinforcement. I think for me, it totally depends because if I am getting praised by somebody who I see giving praise to everybody, that praise doesn't mean anything to me at all. Nothing. I actually am annoyed by it. And it's because I seem genuine. It's totally disingenuous. I really struggle with that. Sometimes I've had leaders who have been like that. Everybody's great. That's not true. Everybody is not great. That's all there is to it, right? <laughs> and actually, it's funny because one of the things that's on like my strengths insight guide is my particular combination of talents. It literally says you are not effusive with praise, right? You are going to be kind of sparing with giving praise. And that's super true. When I give praise to somebody, I'm an extremely genuine and authentic person. Like if I gave praise to somebody, it's because I definitely thought that they deserved it. And that's one of the things I've had to work on as a mentor 
is recognize that sometimes people need some degree of praise, even if it's not my natural inclination, right? So I have to figure out how to give that praise. You know, so if a student gives a presentation and we're practicing and we get to the end and I might be like, well, I really liked, so you talked about specificity. I really liked how you did this, or I liked how you answered the question in this manner, but next time remember this, or let's keep working on, on this because our goal is to put our best foot forward when we're out in public. And that's, that's my job as their, their mentor. Yeah. But you gave them specific praise. I think the key for what you said though, is about, I agree with you about it being genuine. Um, and I have been in those sessions where there's a person and they all, they're praising everybody, everything. And you're just like, it is meaningless. So the key there is that it is something you value. Do you think it's important? And if the answer is yes, then you should say something. If you think it, then say it because you it's real, but don't make it um, something that's not really there. Don't think, how do I praise every day, every individual, or how do I praise once a month? I need to make sure I'm doing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And the thinking about like the Myers-Briggs and other things that we've talked about before, the type of praise that an individual wants can be so different, right? Like some of the personality types that I have and I've had a lot of actually, they want to hear something like, I appreciate that you did this. So I'm very intentional with how I phrase things because it's not just thanks for helping so-and-so it's, I appreciate that you helped so-and-so with that thing. I appreciate that you took the time to develop them in that skill set because that's going to be really valuable to us down the down the line. You just said two things. One was, I appreciate that you're a good team player. And the other one was, I appreciate your being a mentor. So again, it's about praising the values that you're seeing. If it's work ethic, when I see students, then they just are plugging away. They may not have made it to the final goal, but giving them that praise because you see the work ethic, the hustle that they're putting into something um, just encourages them to continue down that road, right? Because you're, you're showing them that, yeah, I see that and that's something I do value. And so I'm not on Twitter anymore, but you are, and you have followed some different accounts just to briefly talk about some of what lab awards would look like. The podcast that we did with Jen, with Jen. Hemstra, um, she talked a little bit about um, some team awards. And one of the things that I thought was really neat about that was that she had the group actually nominate people. And so like there can be like an award for the MVP of the lab. And the criteria there is really about how their team members feel about that individual and what they're doing to contribute to the lab as a whole. Some other ones that uh, came up that I, I thought was pretty cool. One, like a mentorship award, as you mentioned, if you value, you know, students mentoring other students then having a mentorship award. And again, I think having some of these be nominations from the team can reduce the likelihood that people feel like maybe more left out, so to speak, because if it's only you as the advisor doing it, they can feel like, well, you know, if I don't get one, then I'm not valued. So I think that's a, that's been my biggest concern is like figuring out how to balance that to where if we do an award that I don't cause competition 
among the students and any kind of animosity because I want them to work together and I want them to bring each other up, not try to push each other down. And so I think a great way to do that is to have them contributing to the assignment of awards. Yeah, I'd really, I would really have to think about how often to do something like that because if you don't have a very big group, it'd be a super meaningless award if it's just like, and this month you get this random award and this month you get this random award until everybody's gotten it. But to me, why do something if it doesn't actually have impact or be meaningful, right? So, you know, maybe it's something that you only do once a year and everybody's going to get something, but there's maybe something that might be slightly more coveted than others. That's my competition. So, (laughs) And again, I don't have any competition, but um, I mean, we were even talking, like I was just looking at some potential awards and there was a team player award. There was a live our values award, which I thought was um, interesting and a champion, a culture champion. And so we were talking about them and and one of the things was like, oh yeah, I could see how that'd be really useful. And stuff was kind of like, eh, may not be all that interesting to me. I think the difference would be, I could see in a handful of them, I can see the value in giving those to my team, right? Because I definitely value a good attitude. But personally, if somebody were to come and try to offer me one of those awards, I would be like, okay, thanks. It's always nice to be recognized, but it's not a, you made this big impact in your field. That's what I want. But again, it's about what you... Asking the individual what they want. And well, I was going to say, no, I was going to say the difference is it's about what you think is important, what your mission is, so to speak. Like, so to me, I think have, you know, having a positive impact on others is a big part of my mission. And so if somebody gave me a, a culture champion award, I'd be like, oh, that's really, that's really cool, right? That I was having a positive impact on others in my group. But for you, you would much rather have the, I am an amazing grant writer, or I am an amazing uh, scientist in some shape or form, right? That those are the things that you really value and think are important. So I I think it's important, though, to think about if you think it is important, then how do you praise when somebody is doing it well? And so I think that's one of the things if you're thinking about developing awards, that that's what you'd want to do, right? Is like make a list of what are the things that I value in my students? And then it might be, for instance, we talked about writing. Writing might be one of those, right? So could be, oh, the most improved was an award that was on the list. And I actually think that makes a lot of sense, right? Because if you're trying to develop a culture of growth learning mindset. and growth, right, you should award it because it's something you value. So you could have the most improved in many different categories, right? So you could have the skills you're looking for them to build in graduate school, and then you could have the most improved in those because now it's not trying to set a who's the best it's who's had the best best growth yeah who's striving right yeah definitely yeah so i think that's a great um a great approach to awards because now the senior level phd is being put on the same level as a first semester master student in terms of you're looking for growth and you're looking for that that work ethic and that striving, right? Which is what we all want to value. Definitely. Yeah, I could definitely get behind that. Was there anything else on our pregame notes here that we need to make sure we cover? 
Well, I think the big one is to make it meaningful, you need to be specific. When they say praise early and praise often, I think as long as it is genuine and real. Yeah, I definitely think that the the genuine part of it is really important. We were mentioning earlier something I'd heard on a podcast with, I think it was Melanie Hobson and Adam Grant on his podcast. They were talking about recognition and how that looks different for novices versus experts. And of course, if us as faculty members are the experts, we hope, and our students or grad students are the novices, they actually suggested that novices responded more with more rapid growth when you gave them positive feedback and, um, you know, so really praising the things that they're doing really well. And experts were the opposite. They actually continued to experience growth when they got the really critical, very specific, not critical like mean, but like very specific kind of feedback because we're like, whatever, don't, we don't need to hear the praise for the things we do well. We've been doing this for 20 years, but that was how they could still have growth. And so I think if we keep that in mind, along with this recognition that we're working with novices, they're not like us. What works for them is not what necessarily works for us. And that positive feedback through recognition can be a way to continue to see that growth. Yeah. I think it's really important um, to think about because we can stifle growth if uh, all we're doing is giving maybe those uh, critical feedback. So here's the things you need to work on because they, they don't have the comfort level with feeling like they have the knowledge and the worth already and they're all in these constant learning. So positive uh, feedback and helping them see, do this more because this is wonderful is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And when they see that being modeled in the older students and they see, oh, the professor really liked when they did that. So I'm going to do that too, right? Get that mimicry, give that good, that good habits going on. All about developing culture. All right. So thank you for joining us for this episode of the Mentoring Matters podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and uh, feel free to join us over on Twitter. Until then, we'll see you next time.